0: Are you ready for an earful? In the dawning of a new day, the landscape of the entire world is changing. Nobody wants the fake, the shallow, or the non-relevant, unless, of course, you like playing games. The church is about meeting people where they are and showing them how to apply truths to get to where they know they are designed to be. That can be done playing games. Jasper and Alicia Williams welcome you to an encounter with truth that is sure to demand a response. Sit back, invite your spirit man front and center for a message that will give you a fresh take on life, God, and yourself. Get ready, get set, it's on.
1: Rain can serve multiple purposes. Uh, Rain can be actually a sign or a symbol of judgment. When we look at Noah, his ark, it was rain that God sent to flood the earth. It was a tool, an instrument, a weapon that God used to bring judgment. On The other hand, the, di- the dimension, the dynamic that we have focused on has been rain as a sign of blessing. Whenever rain is a sign of blessing, um, You have to understand that it is what is activating what has already been put in place. The rain activates what has already been put in place. When seed has been sown, all is good. Seed has been put into good soil. When the rain falls on it, It will start the process of producing the harvest. You cannot have harvest without seed and rain. Which really ought to answer some of the questions in our lives. Because why can I sow so much and get back so little? It's Because you've never, based on Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1, asked the Lord to send rain. And harvest always exceeds the amount of seeds sown. That was for about 12 of y'all. Okay, all right, let me quit philosophizing. Let me jump into scripture. I'm in Matthew chapter 13. Our virtual Bible study series, The Kingdom is Like. There's a little small phrase that we find in Matthew chapter 13 that will frame today. Verse 33 of Matthew 13, another parable he spoke to them, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. A parable is a story. Jesus was trying to give them handlebars on kingdom principles. In other words, he was wanting them to make the principles portable. And so he would speak in stories. He would talk in ways in which his audience would understand what he was talking about. Which gives me the freedom to talk about New Jack City. To do the stanky leg. To He gives another, he gives another parable. He gives another story. He says the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Immediately, when he says this, this triggers um, a picture probably of a kitchen in his audience's mind. They know that that leaven is used to produce bread. So they are probably particularly even thinking about how process of making bread works. What it looks like to make bread. But there's some negative associations and connotations with leaven um, because as Jews, they know that a little leaven spoils the entire lump. So if the kingdom of heaven is like leaven in bread, why is Jesus associating a potentially negative connotation to something to describe that which he is a part of? Now, that was the audience in biblical days. Some of you all have not made the connection, which is no problem. But there's a process that he's trying to illustrate not only to people in the day that he was speaking, but to us. Kingdom of heaven is like leaven. And he goes on to say, which a woman took and hid... In three measures of milk till it was all leavened. My mind starts to wonder. I see a yonder back there. She's 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 a chef. She's a she 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 works with flour and yeast and and carbs. No, no chef hides ingredients. In what they're making, they might not give you their recipe. But, but they, don't, they don't hide. They don't keep back what's in it. So in this story, in this parable that Jesus is giving, he's saying, Kingdom of heaven is, is like leaven. Like a woman who takes three measures and she hides it until everything she's working with is affected by what she has put in it. Just a few principles, a few principles. I said I was going to be short today. I I said I was going to be brief this morning, but I kind of feel, I kind (laughs) of feel. I feel a little preach coming on. Uh, Here's his point, here's his point. Church folk, we have to be willing to put down our churchiness to pick up kingdomness. So so Jesus is not talking about, about how to be effective as a church. out won't do it for you your praise won't do it for you but the kingdom will see in in church in church I can pray for you because it's the right thing to do but if I have no faith to pray for you you have no faith to believe you'll have the same problem when you leave that you had Before you got prayer. Some of us have accidentally. Let some kingdom stuff. Leaven our church lump. Touch your neighbor and say. Which is why prayer works. Here's his first. First kingdom principle. We can dissolve from this. Um, Kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. Here's first thing. The kingdom doesn't work until it's mixed in. I'm, I'm messing with some of y'all. I'm messing with some of y'all because some of y'all are saying. But that sign say rain. But he's talking about the kingdom. That's your neighbor say, stay with him, stay with him, stay with him, stay with him. Stay with him. This was a principle that was very common, a common thread throughout Jesus' teachings. Um, He was always trying to illustrate how the kingdom should have influence on that which it is in. He, He actually says in verse 31 of Matthew chapter 13, another parable he put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Uh, Mustard seed, very tall, uh, very tiny, uh, very, very tiny. It says, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. All right. So the kingdom is like this little small thing. And when you sow it and rain falls on it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It produces something bigger than what you put in. And and, and, and don't miss the end of, of the verse. Because the end of the verse, verse 32 says, and it's greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Wait a minute. Something so small as a mustard seed. When rain falls on it will produce something so big that it can contain its own ecological system. Some of y'all have been talking against your seat. <laughs> some, of y- some of y'all have been saying, I only got this. This can't make a difference. I've never been to seminary. I don't know scripture. But if you take a small thing, that's a kingdom thing. It'll make a big thing. To hold some other things. God to mighty, that is pretty preaching. Mm. Whenever whenever we start looking um, at the kingdom, and particularly this this principle of influence, um, because we see influence here in verse. In verses thirty-one and thirty-two. In verse thirty-three, uh, our, our our takeoff point. This whole kingdom of heaven is like leaven. We, we see that that the leaven is influencing some stuff. And first principle is that it, it doesn't work until it's mixed in. You, you you gotta you gotta mix the kingdom in something, which is why you can't take what you get on Sunday and sit on it. Monday through Friday, and come get some more next Sunday. Hmm. No, no, this is the lecture. <laughs> Matter of fact, you ain't even got to wait till Monday to get to lab. Some of y'all need to sew yourself in the drive through window. Some of you need to sew yourself at the Golden Corral buffet line. Some of you need to sew yourself. I don't have any witnesses in here. First kingdom principle is that it doesn't work until it's mixed in. Here's the second kingdom principle. Second kingdom principle is its results are disproportionate to its amount. I see, I got some good students here. Um, um, The results are disproportionate to the amount. If I put in just a little mustard seed, if Nyana was here, I'd ask if she had any mustard seeds. (laughs) Who, Who she probably watching? Who? Who brings mustard seeds to Bible study and they ain't nobody ask them to? That had to be the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all were here when we did that, that our Wednesday night live and I'm talking about mustard seeds. And I said, "Godly, I forgot my mustard seeds. We went to Israel back in 2012 uh, over to Jerusalem and, and I bought a little thing of mustard seeds and it's, it's thousands of mustard seeds in, in the little valve. And I, and I had them on my shelf and I forgot to bring them. And I said, man, I forget, forget my mustard seeds. And Nina goes, I have some. <laughs> the Holy Ghost must have told her she gonna help the pastor preach. If was here, I asked if she had any mustard seeds. Let me borrow. Because, see, some of y'all don't know how small a mustard seed is. I, I mean, imagine a number two pencil and the tip of the number two, not, not all the lead, but the tip, the point. That's mustard seed. But something that small can produce a tree that'll fill up this room. I, I hadn't gotten to the good part yet. Um and and kingdom principle is that the results are disproportionate to the amount. Come here. Come here. How about how about that widow woman? Um Elijah says make make me a make me a dinner. She said she said I just have enough. To make a little a, a little whole cake for me and my son. And we were going to eat it and die. E- Elijah said, give it to me first. Give it to me. She said, maybe you didn't hear what I said. I, I, I said, I only have enough for two people. Me and my son. Sir, we didn't invite you. But she recognized him as a man of God, and and, and she, she, she did something. She gave him her little bit. Y'all, I'm, I'm trying to argue my point, but y'all ain't helping me. That That is disproportionate. Y'all remember what happened next? Um, uh, that woman kept on eating and kept on eating and kept on eating and kept on eating and kept on eating. And kept on eating, and kept on eating and. Kept on eating and kept on. Can you imagine what the neighbors were saying? Here's a single woman with a child and the preacher show up. And ever since the preacher been there, she ain't been to the grocery store. That's what happened when you find a man of God. When you find a man of God that has an anointing on him, he'll change your patterns. I didn't come to preach it. I just thought I'd drop it like it's hot. Uh, Second kingdom principle. First, it doesn't work till it's mixed in. Second its results are disproportionate to its amount Here's third thing the third third thing it totally changes what is put in Amen. Amen. I found this question as some of my best sermonic research comes through Google I found found, found this question Can you make bread without yeast? That that was a question This this particular person who was asking the question was posting uh, said I have no yeast and I want to make bread I Was told I could use baking soda, but I don't know how much to use Anyone have any recipes? What's bread without yeast? Chameleon. Look, look, look at what person um, uh, wrote. Yes. The, the, can, so can you make bread without ye- yeast? Here's the answer. Yes. But it would be a flat bread like Norwegian lefse. <laughs> Or Mexican tortilla soda will give some leavening but you really need yeast the end result will be so much better I I told y'all some of my best research comes from Google you know what some of y'all already preaching this thing in your head I grew up with my mom cooking. And um was nothing to wake up in the morning and smell, smell breakfast and come home in the afternoon and my mama got something cooking. My, my mom was old school. You know, she... Anybody else, mama, you know, had the... On, right on the side, you know, where the hood was. And she had the eyes. And she had the hood. But right over up against the side, she had that little grease pot. Yeah. Oh... So, wait, wait hold, hold, who, who, who know what I'm talking about? Who know I'm, Look, this is the countryside of the church. Just, just look. They bougie. They know what we talking about. They acting like they grew up in Gwinnett. My mom would, like, recycle bacon grease. And she finished cooking. She take that big skillet. She pour it back up. <coughs> She's gonna get me next time. I... So it was nothing for, for me, you know, to come home, and, you know, and smell mama cooking. Whenever my mother got in the mood, she would make homemade bread. She she go through the process of grocery shopping and buying all the ingredients and. Pair in the kitchen, she preheat the oven. But, but the part I remember her paying the most attention to was the kneading of the dough. She had to have the, had to have the ingredients, she, she had to go buy them, she had to get the kitchen ready. But, but, but the part I remember her being locked and loaded, laser focused, was when she would start um, kneading the dough. Now, I'm, I'm no cook. Uh, um, might not can tell, but she starts, she, she rolled a dough. And she'd take her, take her knuckles and kind of deal with it. She rolled a little bit more. And every now and then, she'd take some flour. Did she roll it again?
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Mama, what 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 you what you doing? She said, baby, this is how you make bread. Well mama, why you keep sprinkling, why you keep putting the the flour flour? Because baby, if you don't put that in it, the bread won't rise. <clears throat> she 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 finished kneading it putting it in the pan she put it in her preheated oven all I wanted was the bread homemade bread with some but with, with some butter. on it and mama would get honey butter You 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 take you take you some of that honey butter and you you know, see see you you can't you some of y'all want a biscuit don't you yeah you, you, right. for well, that Popeyes that about to close Popeyes you can't just cut bread immediately hot, hot bread you 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 got it. You, you, you got to get a sharp knife if you're going to cut it when it's hot. And you kind of got to just kind of just kind of like kind of just like real, like let the weight of the knife just kind of just kind of cut through Mom, bite that lip. She, she big in presentation. And she she cut me off. I like the end part. I, I like I like the butt of the bread, you know, And so she cut off. Huh? See, see, as many times as she had made bread. I knew what I was going to taste. So I get all excited. I come and look in the oven. <laughs> then I leave. I come back and I look in the oven again. See, I can already taste what I'm going to eat. Look in the oven. Mama's coming up. It's coming up. Mama's almost ready. She come over and look. She said, no, baby, it, it hadn't it hadn't risen all the way to the top. It's got some more rising to do. Amen. Amen. One day I asked, I said, Mama, what make the bread come up? She said, it's what I put in it. I didn't realize 30 years later that my mama would be preaching on June 14th, 2015 to help me illustrate a kingdom principle that, that God's trying to put you in some stuff yeah. to make some stuff rise. I don't have any, I don't have any witnesses in here. I, I believe I ought to tell somebody if folk don't want you in them Leave them. Because wherever God puts you in, it's got to come up. Oh, that is not for everybody. And, And what God is wanting to do is that God is wanting to take us from having church To be in church. God is trying to take you. And insert you into some places. You know what? The the, the, the yeast never has to read the manual. On how to make stuff rise. Uh, Just drop the mic. Doors of the Lord's house now open. You don't have to tell you ye- now, yeast. I command you in the name of Jesus, rise. Do yeast just be? Oh, will you stop waiting for somebody to call your name and to, you know. I, 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 I'm waiting for God. I just need the thought to just. Will you touch and agree with me? No! Just go be some yeast. Yeah. I tell you what, just start getting in somebody's business. You feel any better? You coming up? Your money changing? You happy yet? And if it ain't working, yourself out, find somebody else, step in them, be the yeast for somebody else. You feel better yet? Your money changing? Life getting better? Because yeast makes some stuff right. Here, 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 here's the question. What if You're the seed. And he's the rain. I, I just need you to just need you to need, need you to help. Maybe your neighbor was getting a little sleepy thing about like them biscuits. Um, just 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 grab a neighbor, grab a neighbor, grab a neighbor, grab a neighbor. Find somebody, find somebody, say, just ask. Say, what if you the seed? And he'd rain. What if God is waiting to sow you into something? But you keep jumping out his hand. I don't want this job. This job don't need me. I'm, I'm, I'm more than this. Uh, yeah. It's rising, but my check ain't. Isn't that what Romney told us? But he recognized that he was on assignment. So we start looking at what we're not getting. Maybe we're not getting. What we want, because we're not being what he wants. Boy, I am, pre- I am doing business development right now. If anybody watching my streaming audience, if you just reach out to 888-858-7488, I'm taking invitations to come and to conduct uh, business development classes. Uh, Don't worry, I don't have to scream at your people. I can can talk in a corporate sense and we can change everything around in your department. Just call 888-858-7488 and somebody will get back in touch with you. You're the seed. And he's the rain. Pastor, that. That make that make that sound good. But that's not in Matthew chapter 13. Verse 33. Oh, I figured I'd have some scholars. Thought I'd beat you to it. It's any good preacher. Estimates Where any good hearer Would think their way too So I just let my eyes drift down Six verses Matthew chapter 13 Verse 38 answers the question What if You're the seed And he's the rain Verse 38 says The field is the world The good seeds woo, are the sons, I don't have any help in here, of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons woo, of the wicked ones. See, see all, all right, all right, I just answered some of y'all's question with scripture and y'all, where my button at? I'm a, I tell you, I'm going to come up with an app to say shout now. Every preacher going to buy it because some of y'all don't know when to shout. The question is, what if you the seed and he's the rain and here's the point, that you are the seed.
0: Yeah.
1: Come on, let, 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 let's read it again. We're going to read this one together. Ready? Set, read. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sun's God is waiting to sow you into something to produce the harvest that you want in your life. And whenever you allow God to sow you where he wants to sow you, the results will be disproportionate to the seed. Ten years ago, April 5th, 2005, God said, your assignment is over. Mm. Here were two seeds (laughs) in the master's hand. (laughs) He said, God, where where, where do you want us? And and he he said, I'm going to sow you in Gwinnett. (laughs) And, 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 And he took two seeds. And the results are disparate. I don't have any any witnesses in here. Because the Bible says that the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. I'm stretching you. I'm growing you. You got to get this. God has vested interest in expanding his operation. Not giving you what's on your Santa Claus list. Right, right. 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 Say it another way. There's more available when he's trying to get the job done. Versus you saying, look what faith produced. Do I have a witness in here? A lot of us want the stuff. We don't want the Savior. We chase what's in His hand, we don't go after His heart. And there's more available when we embrace God's plan, if we aren't concerned with what he's concerned with, he has no responsibility to partner with us. The field is the world. The good seed are the sons of the kingdom. The field is a car wash this upcoming Saturday from ten until two. The good seed. Are those that'll show up on time, those that'll stay late, those The field is our summer to serve. See to those what you need me to do. Are y'all getting this? You just check your name. Make sure you see the whites of their eyes. It might be a little red. They might be a little sleepy. But just, just, just check. Just show me. I blink at them one time. Just, just blink at them one time. Offer them a Tic Tac if they need it. just, uh, just. just, just. He is a seed. <laughs> I need some disproportionate results. Ah! Okay, all right, all right. How many are asking for rain? How many are asking for rain? How many are asking for rain? Every hand that's asking for rain, it takes some doing. I'm, I'm finished. Let, let me go and wrap it up. Um, 1 Kings chapter 18. Real talk. We could have we started the day off with, with testimonies again. But you know what real talk is? Pastor, all them testimonies you had it's, it, it's, it's not raining on me. And if it is, I don't, I don't, I don't feel too, too wet. I stopped to tell you. Look again. Look again. First Kings chapter 18, verse number 1. It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on earth. All right, so so, so some, some of y'all, some of y'all that's, that's, that's just, you know, don't mean nothing to you. There had been drought in the land for three and a half years. No rain had fallen in the land for three and a half years. Because the children of God, the people of God, had grown rebellious to God. Big word, church and niece. Let me break it down. God was telling the people, do this. The folk were like, we don't want to do that. God was saying, I don't want y'all doing that anymore. People were saying, we like doing this and we're going to do it some more. I tell y'all where y'all get it. Here's a principle. Whenever we rebel against God, we prepare ourselves to qualify for a season of drought. I don't care how much rain you say and shout and umbrellas and when you are rebelling against God, God will let rain get on everybody but you. So here it is. Three and a half years it hadn't rained, and Ahab was the king. He was married to this woman. Uh, summer 2012, I did my Real Housewives of the Bible series. And I did a sermon called Michael's Mistake, Bathsheba's Body. I was going to preach Jezebel. But my wife didn't think I should call the name of the sermon That Trick Jezebel. She, she wasn't no good woman. Jezebel. She, 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 she was she was mean, mean woman. She was killing all the preachers. All the prophets she was. She, she, she was killing them. She, she, was, she was killing folk and taking vineyards to give to her husband. You know, she just a just old witch. Just old hatred woman. Just old nasty woman. Getting other little women to come around and discipling them in the wrong way. That was, that was, that was Ahab's wife. is the king and so now God says to Elijah go tell the king whose wife kills preachers I'm going to send rain on the earth can you imagine being Elijah knowing he got to go talk to the man who's sitting next to the woman that's got a knife with some blood on it from one of his homeboys But I love what Elijah does. Verse 30, verse 2. So Elijah went, showed himself to Ahab. And there was a severe famine in the land. Don't miss this. Sometime God will sow you into some evil context. If the world is the field. And the good seed are the sons of the kingdom. And Elijah is good seed. God is saying, I'm going to sow you in the face of evil. So sometimes you got to be aware of the fact that folk ain't going to always like you. Just because God put you there. Don't think that it's going to get easy. See, that's, the, that's not the part church teacher. Church teacher, shout now. I'll shout now, but I'm catching hell on Monday. Now, now here come kingdom, but I'm good seed. He, 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 he is sown into an evil context. But the only thing that produces harvest is rain. So God sows something with life in it. In a evil environment where there has been no rain. And then God says, now tell the evil one I'm about to break the famine. Elijah goes. Elijah does that. Skip down to verse number 41. Whole lot of stuff happened between verse 3 and 40. Go read about it when you get home. Elijah said to Ahab, he said, Go eat, drink, but there is the sound of abundance of rain. Here's the man of God prophesying in the face of an evil king with all mean wife where it hadn't rained in three and a half years. The prophet says, I hear rain coming. Can't you hear, King? King said, I don't hear nothing. He said, wait a minute, let, let me listen again. King, I not only hear rain, but I hear an abundance of rain. Elijah. Went up to the top of Mount Carmel. Same place he had met God the last time. And called down fire. Then he bowed on the ground, put his face between his knees. And said to the servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So the servant went, looked. He said, there's nothing. Okay, all right. I can understand when wicked folk don't believe that rain is coming. But when you got somebody that's your armor bearer, that's your prayer partner, that go to the same church as you, and they know you hear from God, but they can't see what you hear. I don't know who who I'm talking to. Elijah says, go look toward the sea. So he went and looked and said, there's nothing. What did did Elijah say? Go look again. Elijah's sitting over in the corner with his head tucked between his knees. But he sends the one who has eyes to see what he can hear there will come a time when God will validate what he's saying so other folk can see what you heard some of y'all didn't catch that but that is a faith statement. I just stopped by to tell you. Keep on looking. Keep on listening. Because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. He, he, in Verse 44. Then it came to pass. And the seventh time that he said. Now, 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 now this, this Elijah's sidekick. This is his protege. He had gone looking six times prior. I imagine on his way back, he said, now I know this old fool. You know, God called me to him. But I told him six times. I don't see nothing. If he tell me, go look again. I'm going to have to leave Elijah with his head tucked between his knees. I told him I don't see nothing. Elijah. I don't see nothing. What did Elijah say? Don't look again. I imagine it been some of y'all. I'ma go look one more time. If I don't see nothing this time, I ain't even gonna go back and tell him. I'm gonna let him figure it out. He goes and he looks. Is is that a cloud? Now I know a cloud when I see a cloud. And I know a cloud has to come before the rain. But Elijah said it was going to be an abundance of rain. But, but, But to get a whole lot of clouds we at least got to start with one. Elijah, I see something. Elijah, I'd imagine he took his head out from between his knees. He said, tell me what you see. He said, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. I start thinking back through the history of the church. Got to turn 10 in January. I I knew that God called us out of something. And that he was calling us out to sow us into something. And and, and no matter how right my heart has been, I hadn't always gotten the results that I wanted to get. But every time he would, he would, he would, he would, he would would sow us somewhere. had to come back with the, I don't see nothing yet. I, I, I remember the first time, I remember the first time we knew that God was calling us not to be just a black church. That was back in 06, in, around in uh, uh, about June, July of 06. And so we reached out to, to another multicultural worship team. We thought that church ought to look more like heaven. And, and we thought that that would help shift the atmosphere and start bringing in the people of God. But that didn't do nothing. We came back. What well, What you see, Elijah? I don't see nothing. But he said, "Go back again." We, 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 we went back out, and we found the Quinn house. Thought that something was going to catch on because evangelism is the heart of God. What good is it to keep bringing folk in and, and teaching them and, and telling them what God's going to do? Yeah, folk need to be brought up and be, need to be encouraged and need to be lifted. But the same folk got to go back out and find somebody else that they can help. Well, stuff didn't pop off at the Quinn house, but God said, go back another time. I remember when we did the prostitute walk when we had another building over on the other side of North Cross a whole different situation a whole different setup. I said well Lord if you ain't going to send folk in the house I might as well go outside the house and get people and right there on Jimmy Carter where all those extended stay hotels where they rent hotels by the hour and not the night I said this looked like a pretty good field to catch folk that need some Jesus we went back out and started trying to catch somebody else but that didn't take off God said go back again And I remember we spent $22,000 because we wanted to reach the Hispanic community we bought all these headsets and cut holes in walls and brought in translators we thought that God was gonna start sending the harvest through the Hispanic community but that didn't work but God said go back again we tried to partner with the Korean church and start trying to do missions with them but that didn't take off but do you think I'm going to stop God said go back and now on next week we got a car wash coming and I'm looking for some good seed I'm looking for some sons who will sow themselves in the world because rain is coming, rain is coming. Y'all don't hear me this morning, I said rain is coming. And if you want rain in your life, you gotta be concerned with the same thing that he's concerned with. You gotta sow yourself,
0: Thank you for listening. What you just heard has the potential to change your world. Now it's up to you to walk it out. The first obstacle will be an excuse not to. Don't delay achieving your design destiny one day at a time. For more information on Jasper and Alicia, visit them at www.thechurchinfo.org. If you are ever in the Atlanta area, they'd love to make your acquaintance. Until later, onward and upward.